Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic and nerd destination, where you can see me probably crying in a corner and with generous support from listeners like you. To learn how you can support other fine, geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Spandex makes me horny. Drag is the new spandex. Welcome to Flame On. I'm Brian. I'm here with Pat. What's going on, guys? So we have had a little bit of craziness in Orlando. We've had Hurricane Irma. Irma Gerd. Come and blow us. You know, that's offensive. I don't know if you know that. Irma Gerd. It's offensive. So to who, Irma? I, I don't know. Somebody, <laughs> somebody said it was offensive. So... I want to say we're all safe, uh, but we're not. No, I'm just kidding. We're all fine. We lost power. Some people more than others, but um, we're good. We're good. We're back on schedule, Um, but we've had some travel lately, and one of the trips that I want to talk today about, or rather ask about, is the one I did not get to go on, which happened during the hurricane when Pat went to DragCon New York City 2017. Yay, I got to go somewhere. The DragCon New York City or New York? New York City. Okay. DragCon NYC 2017. So for those of you who have not been paying attention to our Drag is New Spandex series, um, basically we do love RuPaul's Drag Race. We talk about it quite a lot on our regular episodes, but also if you go back in the feed, you can look at previous uh, episodes of Drag is the New Spandex. Is this Drag is the New Spandex technically? I guess, kind of. I mean... Minus Oral. I was going to say, Oral is usually a staple of this, but he is also very busy. So, uh, typically with Drag Ray, uh, DragCon, which, if you've never heard of it, it's a convention for and about RuPaul drag queens. I mean, I know there are other vendors, other drag queens partake, but it is centered around the RuPaul World of Wonder universe. I mean, that is what it's for. So imagine, if you will, that drag queens are, let's just say, superheroes, and they have a shared universe. So that this is the convention for that. They've had three of them in L.A. 
And Sean, uh, Jess Ketting, was our roving correspondent at those conventions because he was at those. But he did not make it this year. No, he couldn't get the time off. I was so sad. I was looking forward to actually getting to, one, meet him because I've heard great things and I've heard his voice every single time I have to edit an episode of Dragons and New Spandex. Um, And I was looking forward to having somebody else there to uh, kind of experience DragCon with because it was weird. I'm not a convention person normally and I still am not. (laughs) But we miss Sean and hopefully um, he'll be down here actually in about a week. So he might come see Tatiana with us when she performs here in Orlando. Uh, But maybe next year for the fourth annual DragCon in L.A., We'll both get to go out there and um, and cover it for the show. It would be nice. Uh, the people at RuPaul's Drag Race, or DragCon rather, were very sweet. They extended press to us, and I unfortunately was not able to go. I had to stay here and take care of the kids and do some worky stuff. But um, we're hoping that that relationship continues. And you did have quite an experience in New York. Um, I know from what you've posted, if you, if you would like to go see a visual companion to this episode you can go on our instagram uh on our facebook feed and uh, on tumblr as well all of which you can find through flameonshow.com uh you can actually see a lot of pictures from everything um but it was on saturday sunday uh two-day show uh at the javits where we'll be what in like a couple weeks just a couple weeks yeah it was like it felt like uh, new york comic-con prime priming for me because it was like oh i've got to deal with the javits and bathroom lines and and ridiculousness for a convention you know one month right after the next and i had my uh nycc warm-up at san diego comic-con so i think i'm ready for the we're only doing one day in new york so if you're at new york comic-con on the thursday come message us and we'll we'll find you uh but as a quick promo we are doing our live show at rock bar as always or as now we've done for the last few years on Tuesday night before the show. So if you're in New York City, you're coming in early. Come out to Rock Bar 8 o'clock on Tuesday. October the 3rd. A completely free show. We are not charging you, nor are we doing tickets. You show up, you buy a drink, and you have a good time. Um, so, DragCon. Uh, if you've never been to a DragCon, we'll probably have. If you've ever been to a convention, I assume, and Pat, you've been to a bunch uh, of comic conventions. Similar format, lots of vendors, lots of booths, lots of tables. Yes and no. It was a compressed kind of con. Um, a lot of people, and I, I don't want to say a lot of people, um, I did uh, I did make some new friends right off the bat. Uh, I got to the Javits at like 8.15 in the morning on Saturday. I've never done press before, so when they said, when they sent the email out that said press can start picking up their badges anytime, uh, from 8 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday, I was like, okay, I want to be there early because I don't know how many other people will be there. I don't know um, like how crazy this is going to be. I don't know when the floor is going to open for press. Like, a, a lot of these things um, were kind of up in the air because I'd never done it, and they were also kind of up in the air because they've never done it here before. So there's a lot of trial and error and things that they they thought would go one way and then changed up as the convention went along. Uh, but I got there early and I ended up running into and meeting, um, a young lady named Christy from Australia. 
So she's uh, she's my new my new dry con buddy. Uh, she works for a cruise company out of Australia, and they sent her up here or over here, around here. I don't know, north, east, northwest. I don't know how the planes fly from Australia here. I don't either. But whatever. I just know the toilets flush the other way. Um, so we met up. We chatted for a while. Um, she's been to the L.A. drag cons before, and uh, it it was it was cool. We uh, we ended up getting onto the floor a little early. So that was that was always kind of cool getting to walk around. It felt like a ghost town, really. It was like there's everybody getting set up, and like you said, yeah, it is it is very con like in the fact that there's all the different booths and um, the queens, you know, pay for varying shaped spots. That's kind of one of the only things that was a little bit different, but not in the sense of um, like some of the bigger like those like this big T-shirt, you know, like the. the as opposed to Artist Alley, where it's like, hey, you get either like this one section or maybe two sections. Like they were in these square blocks. Yeah. And some queens just had like one square, or they would do two side by side. So they would have like a long rectangle. And some of the queens did like these, like these four block, like big squares. Um, and sort would like utilize them differently. Installations almost. Well, they would, do, for the ones that did it, yes. Like Sasha's, um, I saw. I think your pictures um, or something. It was like almost like this contained well, world. So hers, imagine like an L shape and then one corner, one quarter of it's kind of blocked off. And I think that was where they kept like merch. Um, so a couple of queens that had a lot of merch or had a lot of uh, extra, they would have these like walled off quarters. Oh, okay. So they would put their stuff in there so that way people wouldn't see it. It wasn't cluttered. Um, and that way they could have like a merch table. So like uh, Sasha had a merch table and then that quarter that was the like the um, the hidden area and then it was like a long runway where she could sign. There was like a little area like a little pedestal for her to sign or a podium for her to sign. And then she would step over where they had the lights and um, I don't think I posted this. I gotta post it on the Instagram. Uh, she had these cool neon signs that were like lit up on the side that go along with I I think she's drawn a lot of these little like like the lips and like the the yeah. mouth with the fang Her icons and, yeah yeah these these little icons that she does pins for and, and and different things uh but they were really cool neon like you know it was like a trio of neon pins almost on the wall it was cool. really kind of fun um and like aja had a whole baby room set up with like a little cr- with a crib that's not creepy at all uh well she she had this whole like baby doll thing going on for the weekend kimchi had like a very like in the clouds uh with a little like I think it was a um, there was a moon and I want to say like a, a hot air balloon. Um, Bob had a little circus tent, um, like it was a, it was very much of a circus theme for her entire section. Um, as you were waiting in line, because her line obviously wrapped you know like crazy around, and there was a whole little queue for it. Um, there was a one of those carnival um face cutout things where like it was bob and bob's assistant so you could put your face in and you'd be bob and then somebody else had to crouch down it was like the little the little little man was bob's assistant it was kind of fun i have a couple of those pictures that never that didn't go up just because i thought they were cute and I, I i wasn't sure but i'll post them up on the uh the page for people to see uh and then you had some interesting ones like uh mark jacobs and milk had a booth so it was very it was very much um 
that fashion kind of thing where there was like these round mirrored pedestals and then milk sat atop them and you would come over and you take a picture with milk and this is a lot of fancy so what i really would love to know if this is like okay so a lot of the queens are out in la because world of wonders out there and if they're doing a lot of la based like shooting um it depends a lot of the ones that like do really well they move out there to be closer to that world i've like trixie did it and bianca's um, moved bianca out to did LA. It. yeah and i, I mean, think that's I, I think if you're trying to be more in the um mainstream multimedia world yeah it's easier to move out there because right. it's just everything you're closer there, there. You're, yeah you're not having to travel to la specifically to then like cram a bunch so of shooting into one what i'm wondering is if a lot of the new york and east coast queens that don't normally go out there or don't get to do as much like this year they brought it uh to this show because i it just put it this way it seems very uh extravagant for some of these setups and um for a convention i mean they may not charge a lot for these exhibitors i don't know plus if you're like you know sasha you're probably getting some of it subsidized by world of wonder and all that i just i don't i don't know about that no it, feel, it just I, feels very ornate like very well i think it impressive also, but i think it's the the queens that the queens that did it on their own are the ones that i think are doing more and have capitalized and are utilizing their quote unquote fifteen minutes of fame to um to to gig harder. Uh somebody like Ginger who oh, yeah. had a um I think she just had she just had a, a, a one square, but she had um her friend Snaps helped make this really awesome like painted mural and they had these flowers that they would put through so it, it gave it a very three D uh, esque feeling to it with uh, with stones and like to make it shimmer in the pictures. So I think Ginger's smart because she's been in the industry a long time, and I think she has a better sense of look. My bottom line is this: I'm going to gig hard, and she's one of the hardest working queens in show business, no question. She's Asia Black now. Oh, sorry, nice, wrong one. But she she knew that she didn't need to spend lots and lots of money on production there to 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 do her thing you know what i mean and i I think part of that also is not knowing what the javits was going to be like not knowing what this con was going to be like being the first time out because i know um i've seen pictures of her set up like when they did the double wide trailer with the flamingo outfits at in la oh so she did that she's done bigger productions um i think this was a little bit of not knowing and with her schedule uh, you know sometimes you're not able to put that extra time into producing a larger setup. Right. Um, but I just really wonder what the return on investment is for people there. It's cool to see it, but you figure, okay, the vast majority of your potential customers are, or patrons, whatever are not at the show. They aren't going to get to experience this and how much social media and other kind of, you know, secondary promo. Are you really going to get out of these Elaborate setup. You know what I mean? That's well, what I'm, I'm thinking. Just true, but this is the economics of drag. This is we're studying the economics of drag. Now. You're talking thirty five thousand plus people walking through those doors. A lot of people. That's so great. the chances are you can break even 
depending on who you are and depending I mean, on hopefully how you make money depending on well and that, well that's what i mean like that you want to at least break even obviously yeah. you don't want to go into it and lose money sure um depending on what you're what you're doing and what, what you're your looking yeah, to yeah. get out of it yeah like an artist that goes to a comic con if they're just doing signings or something like they're they're doing it as a loss leader unless the show is putting them up but like uh, a really hard-working artist like our friend janet lee or uh, Danny Haas, or you know a- a Ryan Brown, they're going to sell merch and make money for sure. For as sure, as the primary goal. So that means you de- you don't need a crazy setup. You go in, you got your table, you got your your wares, and you make it work. That's what I'm saying. I guess I think Ginger may have. We should ask her. I wonder if Ginger would be back on the show. I don't know. It's, I don't think she likes us anymore. But now you did get to spend some time with Ginger and her. Yes, now. But- but real quick before okay. you say that, speaking to speak to your point there, somebody like Michelle Visage, <laughs> who is a huge name, especially in this world, her booth wasn't anything. Like there was no because uh-huh. she wasn't also going to spend a lot of time there. Oh, okay. But I ended up stumbling into the opening ceremonies, ribbon cutting, and then ended up in Michelle Visage's line for her booth. Oh. Yeah, it happens. I they opened the floor early for VIP, and I ended up on the floor early. Because you were a um, VIP press person, <laughs> I was. I was a very important press person, um, and her booth was just her booth. Like you said, it's there's merch, there's her books, there's this. And when she was there, I mean, you know, you bought something and you got to meet her, take a picture, and you know, and and it's so funny because I'm so used to Parliament House meet and greets where it's you come up you say hello three two one snap all right we need to keep you moving because we have a half an hour right when you're in a convention setting you have a little more time yeah you know hopefully you're not that the dick that's like i'm gonna try and spend 20 minutes talking to this queen right. while there's a four hour wait on the line you know what i mean um but yeah so so some of them that were with a company like mark jacobs um angina was with a company she's either spokesperson for or part owner i'm not positive um but a couple of the girls were there and had a little bit more elaborate setups yeah. because they were if they're sponsored by somebody sponsored yeah, by or sharing a booth with yeah, yeah yeah um that's a great way to do it yeah because then you you double the exposure yep. and people can buy the products and you know they come they buy some hair products or they buy some costume jewelry and then you get to go take a picture with the queen then awesome but yes, Ginger Minge and CJ, CJ, who actually was the first person that came up to me and, and recognized me and, and said hello. So I felt special. Well, he better. I know. I mean, I say it like uh, like he wouldn't know who I was, but... I uh, know. It's, it, still, it's still nice when you're in that kind of environment. I mean, every time I go to a show and I'm not there or I'm there with other people, but we've all scattered and somebody like knows me and comes up to me, like that's always nice. Yeah. Well, you feel better about your loneliness wandering the show floor. <laughs> I was with Christy from Australia and then these two girls from Canada. I was about to say Canada after saying Australia. Uh, Canada who do uh, Drag Coven on Instagram uh, who also had press passes. They, like, they knew each other and then like Christy saw Lu- uh, Luis who's Bob's assistant like so they see people that they've seen at all these shows or, or you know that yeah. they see a bunch that say hello and I'm like hey and Luis is like nice to meet you and I'm like we've met <laughs> you know so it's just it's kind of funny because I work with so many queens that it feels like it feels like I should be a little bit more in that that world but I'm not it's it's well like the exceptions are like the ones you've talked to a lot like Jamie yes and and uh, Brian from Varla 
right, Brian? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the ones that you've really exactly. back and forth. Exactly. Like, you know. Well, so CJ saw me, and then the only other the only other person, so CJ and Ginger, I count them as one. Um, the only other person that saw me and was like super excited to see me, waved me over to give me a hug and everything, was Joe La, who is um, Alexis's assistant, because yes. when they were here for White Party, uh, we chatted a bunch and uh, like swapped numbers and were like, hey, I want to come up to New York. Uh, or we were gonna, hopefully if they were coming up to Provincetown, we were going to get to hang out. Uh, so I got to see both of them. But CJ came over and told me um, that I had to be at Ginger's panel because I, I wasn't looking to do a ton of panels. I was looking to do a couple because obviously there were a few that, that really pertain to our world of gay and geeky. Got to cover the gay geek. Exactly. Um, but CJ was like, you need to come to Ginger's panel at three o'clock. And I was just like, okay, no problem. Yeah, that's fine. And then he looks at me and goes, no, not about the panel. And he was wearing, they had matching um, Prince Charming and um, uh, Snow White. Yeah, because, yeah, there was a red and blue. Yep. So I'm, I'm such a bad Disney guy. Um, Prince Charming and Snow White outfits. So he had the cape and he pulls it up and he whispers in my ear. He goes, we're getting married. And I was like, ah! And the girls were just kind of looking Spoiler at me like, alert. What? So so yeah so uh, we'll skip ahead to uh, to to talking about that but yeah they I went to the uh, the makeover of Lactatia that Ginger did and um, which was Lactatia is just a random she's a little eight year old okay yeah it's a little child Lactatia yes because women lactate okay it was an awkward explanation I mean an eight-year-old child i can't really i can't really be mad at it but you know uh oh, that was yeah, her name that, that was what she that's that all and right. that was the explanation was that women lactate all right yeah uh <laughs> it, it was kind of funny because uh one of the guys from billboard um was the the i guess moderator for it it was hard to really have a moderator something like that uh, but he was asking these asking questions and either Lactatia was having trouble hearing or would be, get, I guess, kind of confused on how to answer certain questions. She's eight. Eight years old. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was always, it, there was, there, there were a lot of like really awkward like pauses and, and responses. So it was kind of, it was kind of funny to watch the whole interaction. Um, and you know, Ginger having a boss around a little eight year old is, is doing her makeup. She's like, close your eyes. And if you open them up before, before I say so, like, it was just kind of funny to, funny to watch. Um, but then, yeah, at, at the end of the panel, and I mind you, there was a lot of press for this panel um, because I think word had been spread. They to were very strategic. Outlets. Yeah, I think so. Um, so like Vogue and uh, Access Hollywood, I think it was, or Entertainment Tonight, one of those two shows was there. There was a lot of mainstream press, which wow. was awesome. And uh, so they did the they did the makeover in about forty minutes, roughly, and then at the end of it. Uh, Ginger's like, all right, so I did you a favor, and now I need you to, can I ask you to do me a favor? And, and Lactatia's like, what? And she's like, and so Ginger's like, will you be my flower girl? And there was just like a, like a, a, a gasp in the room. There was a gasp. gasp. Exactly. Stereo. <laughs> um, and, and Lactatia was like, what? She's like, I'm going to get married right now. And CJ comes out in his, you know, Prince Charming outfit. And then, like, and Michelle Visage is going <laughs> to officiate. Say, where's Michelle in all this? I know she officiated it. So then she comes out. And, and it was real. like, the entire room was just like, 
went nuts it was crazy but it was really cute and i got to i got to be there i got to be a part of it and and um yeah we went out to dinner afterwards you, they and wouldn't let you be the ring bear i if i had known i'd have brought my 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 bear tuck shirt and i would have been the ring bear but shame maybe next time maybe <laughs> next time um but yeah so that it was great getting to spend time with them i it was it was so funny like I wanted to, and even CJ was like, hey, whenever you want to do, if you want to do a little video thing, if you want to do an audio thing, let me know. We got you. You know, we, you know, we want to, you know, we love to do stuff with you guys. Um, but I felt so, I felt so, not felt so bad, but I felt bad tr- taking up time during the convention because Ginger's line was just, every time she was at the booth, and she was there a lot, Yeah, um, she just had a, a, a great line. Right. Like, and I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. Like, I know I have a press badge. But, you know, I'm yeah. not going to jump in line and be like, oh, I'm pressed. Let me get in and get this picture and talk to them for 10 minutes. One of the most frustrating experiences I think you can have at a show as a fan is when you are in line and there is a press person that just jumps in and shuts the line down for a while, especially if it's a long line. You've been waiting there a while. So I think your instinct is right. The only thing is, like, in my experience, and I don't know if those of you listening who've covered a show, uh, it's always awkward during the floor. And I know a lot of people who do it really well. Brett White, who you saw uh, there, uh, has managed to do a pretty good job of zipping in and out. But a lot of times it's the after hours that that's when you for sure, for sure. And I mean, although then they're exhausted and they don't want to say a lot. So there's a double edged sword there. But oh, true. I mean, like the the floor closed at six and we didn't leave until we didn't leave the floor until about seven. By the time we were able to get Ginger off the floor to go change. And then she came back, and like by the time we started to leave, and then even then, it still took us about fifteen minutes to get outside of the Javits because people were stopping and yeah. like, "Oh my God, you're Ginger! Can I get a picture?" Yep. And, and Ginger's great about that. Yeah. She, she she knows she's good about that sort of thing, you know. And she she'll always point back to um, I think it's something Bianca had said, and it was take as many pictures with as many people as you can because one day they're not going to ask you. Right. So that's that's the motto she lives by. Fame is fleeting, and even though it's exhausting, I mean, you do anything enough, and it's exhausting. You you really do have to capitalize on the the moment and everybody's experience. I, I've kind of we've had this discussion, I think, before about some people at shows that we've met who haven't been the most friendly, you yeah. know, whatever. Everybody's experience with you may be their only one. And do you really want to have someone running around going, "Yeah, so and so is a dick." They didn't even really want to do a picture. They were a lot, you know, just, and in fact, I like that, at least with Michelle and probably a lot of the other uh, queens, you could just go up and probably talk to them. But obviously, if you bought something, even if it was a inexpensive something, I think you bought something from, uh, was it Fifi? No, I didn't get to buy anything from Fifi because Jiggly Caliente stole the last fucking shirt in my size. That's right. Damn it, Jiggly. But you, you, I was supposed was, to go over and punch her in the titty you, you for gave Fifi. Her, oh, no, you tipped her. That's what it well, was. Well, yeah, because, all right, so depending on which queen it was, there was either a, uh, a purchase minimum, uh, which ranged from like 10 bucks to 20 bucks, really. That's usually, that was usually about the, the, the price range. Or. Some of them had different things going on. Like Jiggly was five dollars to take a picture with her, um, cash or Venmo, and I was out of cash, and I wasn't about to set up, a, uh, create another account just to pay her five dollars for a picture. So I figured I'd catch her the next time. Um, but somebody like Fifi, and Fifi's had some issues with World of Wonder. 
Um, so they, it's great to see that they are both uh, mutually working on rebuilding that relationship because she does a great job as in, in drag and as cosplay and and all of that. And it's it's really good to see her um, trying to work towards getting that relationship back and, and being involved in these types of things. Uh, but she had no fee. But so her sign said um, photo. There's like photos and autographs free. And underneath it, it's a but you can tip a bitch. So when, when I got in line, I uh, it was on the second day. And uh, when I found out they didn't have any more of the shirts that I wanted, I was like, OK, well, I at least have a couple of bucks cash. And uh, even though she, you know, it's free, I, I they, what they do, they spend a lot of money on putting, you know, buying these booths and doing these setups and all that. And I, you know, I'm not going to walk away and not tip a bitch. Yeah, but I like that that's, that's even an option. I mean, I like, okay, so it's weird because you kind of have them as a hybrid. And again, I'm drawing off my other con experiences for this. You have a hybrid of like an artist at Artist Alley who will talk your head off if it's about promoting their stuff. Combining that with the sort of celebrity of you know the media people uh, the special guests or whatever at a, at a big show like megacon or new york where they have like you know uh the guy who plays punisher and the, the doctors and their companions and all this like the drag queens are kind of in between those two worlds they are creative performers who are also somewhat minor celebrities and some major celebrities but like it's nice to see that they're finding a good space between there for for the fans and again that's the other cool thing is this is for the fans i would dare say apart from maybe people who had to cover it and you you didn't have to cover it you wanted to cover it like you're a fan as well like this is a cool experience and i'm so glad world of wonders had success doing it because it gets so many people who would never go to a gay bar really well because it's because it's all ages right because you're able to if if you if you are if you're a parent, I don't even want to say a straight parent, but if you're a parent and you have a child that's eight, nine, ten years old and you guys watch Drag Race together, you're not going to be able to go see these queens when they right. perform at Parliament House. Exactly. Um, or Adore at Southern Nights, even though the ticket site says that that venue is all ages. I'm like, who's bringing a child to a bar? But anywho, um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> But like the um, the the Maureen Peter and the Voss event shows at like the Plaza, those are all age ages shows. So to have a few different outlets to be able to expose um, children to the fact that like, hey, especially kids that are not sure about like they're having gender identity issues, they're having um, you know even at a young age having uh, potential sexuality issues and and thoughts in their head to be exposed to their tribe. And to see all of these people and see the outfits and the costumes and, you know, the, the people just coming in and, and quote unquote cosplaying at the event, coming in drag or coming dressed up as these these random, like, you know, pieces of art that, you know, it, it really is cool for them to be able to see that. So what were some of the better, I mean, and I don't even know if they were cosplaying. Okay, let me ask you this. Way. Were there cosplay as like their own thing, like their own versions of drag or were they cosplaying as other queens or a combination. Well, no, and that's why I that's why I, I hesitate when I say cosplay. But like for a, in convention lingo, that really kind of would be what it would would. But what people it would dressed to. up. They dressed oh, up. Oh yeah, no, there was a lot of a lot of queens that were um, that would that came and just they slayed like they're 
there were a couple of people. There was one queen that was in her best uh, I Dream of Jeannie like outfit on Sunday, and it was adorable. And I feel bad, but I was so tired. <laughs> It was a lot of getting up early and a lot of trekking back and forth from Long Island into the city. And, and I didn't take as many pictures as I, as I felt I should have. Um, but it's, it's tough. You don't want, you know, it, you don't feel like you need to necessarily be going 24 seven when you're, when you're there and experiencing it is, is one thing. Um, but there were a lot of really cool Queens there that were just rocking the looks and it was awesome to see. What um, about, so there were a few other panels that I know you covered. Uh, yes. There was, I believe, uh, a gaming panel. Yes. It was the uh, Pushing Buttons Gay Gamers panel. That was on Saturday. That was the, the first panel I went to. And I think it was in the, was in the Kiki room. Because you had the tea room and you had the Kiki room. And I think the Kiki room was the smaller of the two um, uh, panel sites. And I got I got a nice little press seat. Um, I think I probably could have sat front row because they had a little area. But I was like, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be greedy. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in the second row here and, and watch this panel. Uh, yeah, but it was presented by Geeks Out. Uh, Steve Giannaka was the the panel moderator, uh, who I got to talk to for for just a few minutes on Sunday and and uh, tell him that I enjoyed the panel. Uh, but they had RuPaul uh, alumni. Ms. Pandora Box, who we love. Uh, there was Jade Sotomayor and uh, Jade Jolie. So you had double Jades on the panel. See, I didn't know either Jade very well from their seasons, and I didn't know they were gamers. Well, Jade Sotomayor was season one. Oh, So wow. she's kind of, you know, it, it goes back a little bit. But um, Jade Jolie, I don't think there was a lot of talk about it on season five and i think if you don't really follow her outside of her taylor swift impersonation that's not really something that's out there a lot um but what i did not know is that uh jade jolie's drag name comes from jade from mortal kombat oh so it it has the it already has gaming influences right there um in addition to those three you had uh YouTube star Kid Fury and the founder of Miss Nerd New York and Gay Gamers of New York, Shane Cherry. So, and he was wearing a delightful Pac-Man suit at the, uh, at the panel. Nice. Um, but it was cute. It was definitely a fun little panel. They talked about like, you know, what, what got them into gaming. Um, Jade Sotomayor was kind of funny because she's an old school gamer and she was kind of like, after PlayStation, I kind of fell out of it. She's also one of the older queens on the say, panel. <laughs> she's season one. Yeah. Well, I mean, Pandora is probably her and Pandora probably age wise are are yeah. close. Yeah. Uh, but Pandora is still an avid gamer, so it's oh. it's just kind of fun. It, they so they talked about you know where where their gaming roots were, what they like to play, um, kind of like what characters draw them to the game. Whether you know it's. They want to be that big, beefy man type character, which that really wasn't the case for most of them. Uh, most of them were like, I want the girl with the big tits who's going to kick your ass. So Figures. basically, I yeah. mean, I, yeah, we all we all love a, a, a strong, uh, a strong female character to uh, to kick ass. 
you know, give us a Chun Li, give us a I was going to say, I did play Chun Li quite a lot. Of course, you didn't. With the leg, and then she'd flip upside down and whirly bird you in the head repeatedly. It was great. It was impressive. Um, and they, they talked about uh, like the Dragopolis game and, and If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Joked about the fact that there should be a RuPaul's Drag Race fighting game, like a yes. Mortal Kombat Drag Race hybrid. Make it happen. Yeah. Somebody should. <laughs> so Leaving so, money on the table right there. Exactly. Um, and then, the, you know, the, the questions from the audience were, were also in that same vein of, you know, like if, if you were in that fighting game what would your style be like or who would you be you know like your fighting style be modeled after so it, it was cute it, it was definitely a cute little panel uh, i'm glad it was there i was a little sad i did not get to go to the queeros panel uh which oh. is the one i originally confused it for when i posted oh. my like getting ready for this panel because it, it just yeah I, I i got confused with pushing buttons and queeros um but that was the one. Um, actually, Sonique was supposed to be a part of that. A couple of the other that's right, uh, yeah. nerdy like comic book and and uh, superhero infused uh, drag was part of, and and I'm excited to even just see that that was part of the lineup. Yeah, but it was the same time as Ginger's panel, and oh, yeah. you know, no, no, had to no. go to a wedding. <laughs> it happens. Uh, but then on Sunday, there was a lot of a lot of co- confusion, a lot of commotion. But I got to. Uh, I got to have a seat in the panel, uh, the first panel of the day on Sunday, which was uh, with Trixie Mattel and sitting in for Katya was Bob the Drag Queen. And it was fantastic. Um, it was weird in a way because not that either one of them is not funny because they both were extremely funny to to be around and to listen to them interact with each other. But it was very much a giant 40-minute plug for the Trixie and Katya show on Viceland. Shocking. <laughs> um, so it, it was a lot of like questions on a page for Bob to be like, so what makes the Trixie and Katya show different from your web series? Uh, 
Uh, so like they kind of played up to that a little bit like Bob would, would shuffle the paper and be like <clears throat> I'm sorry I need to read this next question uh, they played this video message from Katya they, they quote unquote FaceTimed her oh okay she's on a she's on a, a cruise or she was on a cruise oh, that weekend which I is why I was gonna ask her yeah they, we were missing about half the queens not to say that every queen shows up to right, every drag, course, drag con there was a big drag cruise there was only about 53 queens in attendance from, uh, from drag race and we're up to 113 I think it is now wow alumni um, and that's because um, rumor speculation possibility um, the Nancy Drews on Reddit have sussed out season 10 started filming right after DragCon. So the original dates would be during filming. So they had to move DragCon. Right. And when it was originally set, they, the Queens were able to book around that weekend and not have to worry about it. So when they had to do the date change, it kind of, you know, Queens had other commitments that they wouldn't be able to get out of. But anyway, so so Katya was on that that cruise, um, I think, in the Mediterranean. So good for her. Uh, yeah, but they they did this little FaceTime gag where she did they had her did the green screen and had her head on a bunch of different different things, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. That's really cool. I'm glad uh, glad you got to see Trixie. I'm sad you didn't get to actually say hi to Trixie. I know. I mean, but- that's one of those things where this see this is the only time. That as press or as just anything, really, you can kind of run up and be like, hey, bitch, bye. Exactly. Yeah. But I know. It's also kind of a, it you was don't t- want to do it. No. But. And it was tough because, I mean, there were, there were a few queens that had impressive lines. Uh, RuPaul, um, I was talking to one guy. He waited in line for five hours to, to meet RuPaul. See, RuPaul is like the Stan Lee of drag. So Why? Thing- you say he's going down next year? As, no. as we just inch towards which oh. is going to be Stan Lee's final appearance. Stan Lee has been doing the con circuit since it started almost. And I mean, that's more of the like RuPaul will be the Stan Lee of drag uh, for, sure. for decades to for come sure. if this continues on in this way. I mean, who knows if it will or not. But um, but yeah, no, I'm not shocked that the, that the lines are that crazy. It's just, uh, I don't, oh. I, I would love to meet RuPaul. I would love to interview RuPaul. Oh, for sure. I would not want to stay in line for five hours to maybe meet have RuPaul. it sponsored by Squarespace or Squatty Potty. Squatty Potty. <laughs> Listen, Squatty Potty isn't a sponsor, but I will tell you, it is a miraculous thing. Like having used it once myself, I, I, I really, we should reach out to them and just go, look, we're not just, I mean, we're not just looking for a, a, an advertiser. We're fans. <laughs> Maybe send us a free one and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I would, I, I, that's the thing about these kind of things, especially meeting celebrities and, and RuPaul, like some of the Queens, I'm really interested in more of their craft and RuPaul, I'm sure has got some amazing stories, but like, I, yeah, I just five five hours now. Well, yeah, I working. mean, like I said, RuPaul is a mainstream celebrity. Oh, absolutely. Ru's career was has just had, on the Emmys. Well, yeah, in a very major role. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was no Sean Spicer rolling out on a. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. I was so validated. Did it trigger when, you when Teen Vogue had that op ed? I know. I, I read it. I was like, now my my feelings are validated. Maddie agrees. Like, 
She did not appreciate that at all. Uh, that was just that. No. Anywho. Um, but but Rue is a mainstream celebrity. Um, but you had queens like Sasha Velour who had like a four-hour line. And again, talking to people about like wait times, I don't know if that necessarily was from like the time that the queen got there and the line moved versus yeah, they're waiting I'm going to plan myself in line and wait right. until this queen shows up. Because like after the on panel, Trixie was like, I'm going to be at my booth all day. I'll be right out there. I'm going to get some tea and I'll be right out there. It was like an hour later, I'm pretty sure, before Trixie was at the booth. Of course, of course. And I'm like, you know, bitches got other things to do, press, whatever. But it was just kind of funny that it was like, I'll be out there all day. And I wanted to wait in line, but I saw that line. That bitch had a line. That's no, great. I mean, I'm really thrilled for Trixie. I mean, deserves all of the attention Sasha, and success. And Sasha, Sasha too. Sasha had a, had, a, uh, had a ridiculous line. Um, I believe Shaded, Bob did, Alexis had a fantastic line. Great. Detox. Let me tell you this. So, so with, with Ginger's setup this year, she did the whole sleeping, uh, not, she did the, the Snow White theme with, uh, CJ being Prince Charming. And during her panel, she joked about being so tired, like her feet being so tired and killing her from being in heels and standing all day. She's like, next year... I'm going to be sleeping beauty. I'm just going to be laid out on a slab. I'm just taking a nap. You just take a picture with me. But one queen actually beat her to that kind of concept this year. Detox had a giant area. Like she had like a full square and she had the two, the two front squares were her merch table. She had a bunch of merch. Um, she had a storage area and then she had a shower curtained off area. And inside of that area was a tub. And she was just laying in the tub and then people would come in and take pictures with her. So she just got to lay down the entire time. Smart. So incredibly smart. Yeah. It was just, it was really funny. And like some of the queens, like they ditched their heels. Like Alexis, I think by halfway through day one, because she was in her full pink, like with harness, like look, um, she had kicked off her heels. And I'm like, I can't blame a bitch. No, no. It's, not it's like a different thing. It's not like a runway. It's not like a show where you go on. You're not you doing put a 30 shoes. minute meet yeah. and greet at a club. This no. is you here for hours. Sensible. And again, this is something you learn from experience. If you've never done a show before, you learn. And again, so I, I think some of the smarter queens played it down. Well, and got comfortable. And Fifi, who had her whole Pokemon theme. Um, both of her characters, she was the, oh God, Oral told me today who it was, was the nurse character. Oh, from like, Team Rocket? Yeah, with the the big like flip yeah, roll in yeah, the yeah. front. Like that was who she was dressed as the first day. And okay. then she, whoever has like the, look like a Star Trek outfit, to be honest. Oh. It was like a red, that's the picture I have on the Instagram that I have with her. Um, but both of those outfits, sneakers. Sure. They worked with it. Like it really was, le- it legit worked for the outfit. And she didn't have to stand in heels all day. So it, it really worked out for her. Um, the, we didn't have as grand of an entrance as this past drag con. Like if you've seen the video for the grand entrance, the procession of the, the queens. Yes. Um, they had all the winners there. So you had this whole to do from BB all the way through, um, Alaska's the all stars two winner. Um, we got a runway entrance with Michelle Visage as the as the MC, which was cool. Um, but BB was late, <laughs> so she missed it. Oh, um, Tyra! Oh, jeez! Out of all the flavors in the world, she chose salty. 
Um, Tyra's steering into the skid of being like this absolute beast. Yeah. Um, she was not in drag the entire weekend. She came out as a boy. Okay. Um, walked out on the runway and then unfurled one of her new posters. And it's a drawing of her with a bound and gagged Raven. And it says Raven was robbed because seven years later, people still bitch, moan, and complain and say that Raven should have won season two. So is Raven in on this? No, there's been a lot of animosity, whether it's it's staged or not. Oh, so she had it made. (sighs) Yeah. And then there was this whole thing back a few months, a few months ago, maybe longer. I don't know. Um, where she had posted this thing that Morgan McMichaels had died, and it caused this whole like social oh, media yeah. like I craziness. Yeah. Um, so one of her other posters is her standing at a gravestone that says "R.I.P. Morgan McMichaels," and so Weird. she like steered into this like really, Weird. really salty um, skid. Uh, Fifi also was steered into her skid, but in a cute way. At her booth, she had um, one of her shirts that she was selling was Daria Green, like that that like yeah. really rich olive green, had the circle, and then it had her photo of her as Daria and Jane Morgendorfer. Was it no Daria Morgendorfer and Jane? Um, okay, the best friend, like because yeah. she had both of them for her three sixty five of drag. That's right. Yeah. So she has both her as both characters in like in the That's Daria cute. circle. It's super cute, uh, but that wasn't the shirt I wanted. That wasn't the one Jiggly stole from me. Uh, the shirt I wanted uh, said it was a black shirt and in white letters it said FCK PHI PHI so fuck Fifi so like it, I thought that was a cuter way to kind of like steer into the villain skid yeah. without it being like overtly like I'm a bitch like so I'm actually yeah. feeling like and, and I, we have to talk to like our friend Jeremy Owen and some other people who've done the wrestling conventions because I feel like there's certain things coming out in drag for RuPaul that are like the whole heel and face and, and the storylines and the rivalries. And even just from a thinking about like as a performer, sort of making your look, I could see these kind of commonalities between like a, a WrestleMania convention or just whatever wrestle. I don't know. There's probably a bunch of wrestling conventions in the world. I don't know. Well, and then the drag. Con- well, so, hmm. so like I'd be really curious to see like how they stack up and compare. Um, now you, speaking of oh, which, what? speaking of Jeremy and speaking of, um, of wrestling, uh-huh. um, I believe he's the one that did the naked yes. Kevin Owens pin, yes, yes. which I had on my legend of Zelda lanyard, which I wore, Good. uh, both days of, of, uh, drag con because they give you like this really, you know, just like the chintzy, yeah. like they're, they're shoelace garbage. They're garbage. lanyard. So I was like, I made sure I brought it cause I, I don't usually get to use my lanyard. I was so excited. Well, yeah. we don't have the cool vests that everybody has, the, the 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 jean jackets where they put all their pins. No, I <laughs> I, I left 1987 behind. I'm Aww. sorry. Um, but I had my I had my lanyard on, and I was standing there talking to CJ, and he saw Jeremy's Kevin Owen pin, and he was like, "I have to take a picture of that. I need to send this to him." He knows Kevin Owens. Oh no way! <laughs> he did a uh, he did a class with him once. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, so he was like, "Yeah, he's like, I need to tweet this at him right now. <laughs> if, if he wants, I can probably hook him up with his own pen. That's hysterical. Jeremy would probably love if he hasn't already. It wouldn't shock me if well, they already, you know. Yeah. Um, Jeremy and then they do. Uh, is it mid card pens? I believe. I think that's the company. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I saw him in San Diego and got that for you. 
amidst other pins that I also have on my lanyard, including my favorite, Tom Servo of Finland, uh, which is just amazing. Two great things that I love together. So speaking um, of pins. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I was getting to that. Yeah. So That's where I thought you were going. Natural segue. Uh, <laughs> pins are huge. I had no idea. Like, it's so funny. So hold on. Let me, let me let me preface this a little bit. So pins, of course, we're talking the little enamel uh, things that you probably have seen at Disney or have existed forever. I mean, they're not new. Um, more and more uh, bands and comic creators and drag queens and events are doing their own pins. And um, Loot Crate plays a big part of this. I was actually just playing with my new, my latest Loot Crate, which has an awesome Blade Runner shirt in it and has a little robot pin. Um, like, pins are huge. They're everywhere. And so Drag Race had pins this year. Well, a lot of the queens have been doing them for a while. I didn't know this, but Sasha has, a, uh, I guess, either her Patreon or something uh, that she does where she puts out a monthly pin. What? Yeah, so you're going to have to get Shut on that. Shut the front door. Oh, my God. Um, this is and, dangerous. And actually, well, I joined... Um, I am now uh, a Patreon subscriber to Danny Haas's Oh, Patreon yeah, he's doing pins, too. At the That's pin right. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... Uh, or it's like the pin-up level or something like that. I forget what it's called. Uh, but yeah, so every month he's going to do one based off Crazy. of a specific theme. And then there's going to be, I think, a hundred of them. And then whatever, whoever, like, if he doesn't have enough people on that level, he'll then sell them from there sure. or whatever. Because that's a great way to, yeah, build yeah. up your inventory and subsidize the cost. Yep. Exactly. Um, but Drycon got into the game. I, this might be the first time. I don't know if LA has had one before. I hadn't before. seen these before. And so I was very excited when I saw their set of awesome pins, which I should have in front of me, but I don't. Um, well, it was a set of five. You had the squirrel that said Squirrel Friends. You had the um, mixtape that said like Lip Sync Volume 1. Um, you had the stack of books that say Reading is Fundamental. Duct tape. Uh, you had the duct tape. And why am I blanking on the fifth one? I know. One? I, ah! I can't think of the fifth one either. Uh, keep talking and I'll pull it up on Facebook. So they did, I think it was 100 of each pin. But what they did is they took and made 50 sets of the five pins and then the remainder of the 50 of each so that's what 250 pins they put them into these opaque mystery bags so i was fortunate enough to be close enough to the front and i swooped in and bought uh i bought you a set of the uh the five pins because when you saw them tweeted out, that was the one thing you said that you wanted. And, uh, oh, oh, RuPaul's best friend race. I forgot the ribbon. How can I forget the ribbon? Uh, yeah. This is that RuPaul's best friend race. So I will tell you, these are really cool and classic and iconic. And I am so thrilled to have them. I have the Reading is Fundamental one on my work lanyard. I'll probably put some of the... I'll, I'll swap them out because I can only have so many pens. I have a lot of pens. Uh, Unless you start wearing a denim jacket to work. Listen, and you, you jingle, know, jangle across I don't the think hallway. I'll do it at work, but I have seriously given thought. So here's the, here's the thing: instead of the jacket, only do curl in it. Oh, that'll happen. That can happen. <laughs> of course, no, and will. that makes sense. Actually, it makes the most sense because curlers <laughs> have a huge pen thing too. Every time you play another team, a team from another club, you swap pens with that club. So I have a 
but bunch of curling pins. I'm going to call you Lisa Simpson. It's getting bad. No, it's to- pin collector Lisa. So much so, yeah, that they make fun of it, which is hilarious because that actually I think was more because the Olympians had the pin thing. Well, yes, but it. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's all in the same episode. It is. Yeah, it is. it's the so curling it's the episode. episode. <laughs> but it's funny because it was based on the Olympic pin tradition. Yeah. But there's a curling. Anyway, long story short, um, a sash. A pin sash. That's what you need to do. <laughs> a pin sash. Because I will rock a sash more than I will rock a leather. Leather. It's not leather. A jean jacket. Because I hate jean jackets. I hate jean shorts. I apologize. Those of you who can pull it off, Cena. If you listen to this, God bless you. But I don't think I can do that. So I'm just I'm just imagining you as a brownie. It really could be. You <laughs> with, could even your, work that in as like a whole outfit thing, with your but. your your enamel pin merit badge. <laughs> I mean, no, I you know I wonder if that's because I always I was never in the Boy Scouts or, or any any Scouts. Uh, oh, you about that's to say not Girl true. Scouts. I was almost in the Girl Scouts. I was in the RAs. We did have something similar. But the idea is like I was always like, oh my god, I want a merit badge. Even though there were patches, I think the way they were always portrayed, I looked like I thought they were like more. They stood like out bat, more, like more, yeah, pin yeah. badges. And yeah. so these are kind of a cool sort of modern day merit badge. Not that you've earned them, you've probably paid for them, but still, bitch, uh, if I'm paying for it, I'll earn it. But I will say I appreciate this, uh, this, this lovely pin collection. But oh my god, they. Which I was thinking about this. Okay, so pins normally cost five, uh, ten bucks. Let's 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 be charitable. Like a lot of pins are ten bucks. Yeah, usually about ten. So five. Pins uh, at 10 bucks each is 50 bucks. This was a little more, but I was thinking I'm also like you're saying they were exclusives and you know, some pins go for 15. Well, let's think the Sasha pin for me, and I think that was 15. I think so. I know the Bob pin that I got, which was awesome, it was the Chad Cell uh, Bob head with the paint dripping down. Um, That I think was 12 or 13, unless you bought that and the purse first one. And then you could buy the two of them. Well, there's always like a two for yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, there was a there was a deal for that. But I think it was it was either twelve or thirteen. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is these were fifteen dollars a pin. But that right, I was but just you were guaranteed all five of them. Right, where you could you could put fifty dollars down on the table and get five bags. Mm-hmm. And potentially get two of the same pin. And then you start swapping, which is what somebody came up to you, right? They well, like, no, no, no. Actually, oh. when I bought it, I said, can I get one set of pins and I'll take a mystery bag? Because I wanted one because the pins yeah. were for you. So the, as so I, I paid for my stuff and I got um, keychains and a couple of other little things. And I, uh, I'm standing there and I'm, as I'm opening, like ripping open the plastic bag, the woman that uh, sold me the stuff goes... Well, if you don't get the one you want, you can always swap it for this reading is... And as I pull out the reading is fundamental pen, she's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> so I was like, but it's a cute pen, honestly. Yeah, no, it's actually one of the best pens of them. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really do enjoy them, and I'll have to... Um, there, I, think there's, I, think I, t- I think I literally took it to work. I put, it, put one on my lanyard, and the rest are somewhere either in my car at work. So I'll have to bring them back so you can wear the other ones. Um, but it is really cool, and um, it was a neat thing that they added, and it definitely is in the spirit of like shows and and collecting right now to have those uh, pins. But uh, so what was the, what was what was one more thing that you can think of from RuPaul's uh, from the DragCon that you really enjoyed, and you think our lovely listeners would uh, would entice them into coming next year? Because I feel like there's there's probably a good chance it'll come back to New York, and I feel like. What we would love to see, as uh, as likely as it probably already is, is some of our listeners to 
show up next year and maybe even figure out a way to try to have some kind of a meetup or maybe we can con our way into a panel hosting gig uh, there, uh, which would be pretty uh, amazing. So, so to entice our listeners to get uh, them interested in coming to uh, DragCon next year, what, what's one thing you can think that that was uh, that was like either a highlight that we haven't talked about or something that would just you know sell it and make people buy their tickets even now. $17 lunches. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Sorry. That's not going to entice no, that's, them. That's, My bad. That's, that's like um, repellent. The six fifty smoothie, though, was quite delicious. I was not mad at that. I'm surprised you didn't go... Uh, when we were there in the Javits, like, you could go down and around and to, like, the local businesses instead of the... Uh, but I honestly, I didn't eat at the Javits on Saturday, which was the long day. I was there from 8.15 in the morning until... Seven fifteen, seven thirty. By the time we, we, the five of us squeezed into. Wait, no, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six of us squeezed into a an Uber. Oh God, um, no! Yeah, why would you do that? If you've seen CJ, Ginger, my, and myself, you know that three out of uh, three out of us were were taking up some room. Um, but we did it. We made it work. Um, but on Sunday, it's a shorter day, and I was just like, screw it. They were like, we have this, you know, chicken tender and french fries special. And then I bought a soda that was another $4. And then the chips were like another $3. Like, damn it. I was trying to be cheap on this one. Um, no, so not, not the food. Um, you know what? It's really hard to encapsulate. And maybe I'm just bad at, at selling these types of things, which I'm learning more and more. Uh, but if you are, if you're a fan of the drag culture if you're a fan of drag race this is an awesome experience even if you only do it one time and you think after that okay i'm good i don't really need to to be a part of it um the panels were definitely uh, a cute like thing to do they had a um they had some really good themes for the panels um but just getting to kind of interact with the the queens that are quote-unquote not like top tier like getting to chat with pandora like even after the the panel like i went up to her and was like hey i don't know if you remember me i'm with flame on and she was like oh hey like we talked for a minute she's like come by you know come by swing by my my booth later like you know and 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 say hi and she wasn't charging anything she didn't have a, a, a minimum um going and seeing and saying hello to jocelyn who was uh, there with Atlanta photographer Just Toby, that they were sharing a booth, um, who I freaked out with my Samsung Pay on their little Apple, uh, not Apple, the little uh, square reader, because they were like... That's voodoo. They're like, that's not gonna... What? What? Yeah, I like to freak people out with that. It's fun. Um, And just getting to talk to... Ivy Winters was fucking awesome. She was so excited... She was so happy to talk to people. Um, I had just gotten a new tattoo like mere <laughs> days beforehand, and I was wearing a T-shirt that was covering it. Thankfully, um, but I went up to to like to hug her to say hello, and she was so excited. She just kept slapping me in the arm right on the tattoo, <laughs> and I'm like, "Thank God this one doesn't hurt so much." Um, but just getting to interact with those queens that don't necessarily do the get to do the club circuit as much or maybe not are doing other things and you don't see them i don't think i've ever actually been face to face with ivy but literally when i saw her i said listen you don't even understand anytime i talk about quick changes 
I always bring up your My Strongest Suit performance when I saw you in Orlando at um, Battle of the Seasons because it was insane. Like, it was so well done. Um, and she was telling me how, like, Aida was her favorite show and she saw it on Broadway. And one of our friends, I was like, I was like, my best friend worked for Disney Broadway division and helped open that show on Broadway. I'm like, you were probably in the audience and he was backstage with that show. Like it was just, it was really cool getting to have those kind of moments. You know, you don't really, you don't always get those moments with, with the Queens and Queens like Sasha and, um, Shay, who there was a lot of, a lot of talk about, about Shay and her line and her charging $60 for a photo wow yeah interesting so the or, whole thing or 50 dollars in merch which all right like that's like you know a shirt and like a, a picture god damn girl I mean, she also had boomer bang she hired a porn star to be in the pictures like i know you're trying to you're trying to get that money back i get it you're trying to make back your hundred thousand but you know that was that was definitely a point of contention it didn't stop her line i was gonna say it's all a matter of Will your fans pay for it? And are you going to be totally taking advantage of them? So, obviously, they paid for it. Some, yeah. a lot of them. Well, and then there was some talk uh, that Sasha was charging 100 which I debunked I, talking to other I people. I say, I can't see her doing that. No, it was 10 Oh, I yeah. was like, I don't know oh, where the extra zero came difference. from, but sixty versus ten. Yeah, like, come on, fifty versus ten or whatever. But, no, but yeah, crazy. so so my thing to entice people is if, especially next year, they will have worked out some of the bugs. The dates, I'm sure, won't have that same fluctuation, which will cause there to be people n- missing. Um, but to be able to get to have those interactions with some of those queens that you don't get to see readily, that if you're in your hometown of Orlando or Chicago or, you know, bumfuck Tennessee, you know, they don't... Uh, Nashville, because that's got a big club there play. But, you know, um, you know getting to have those those interactions were definitely so worth it for me and then just getting to meet other people like i was there by myself and yet i managed to make a couple of new friends that i'm like super stoked about keeping in touch with and if these if the show happens again around the same time like almost making it a, a yearly thing of like hey let me go up and let me do this so if if you can make it out to drycon la which the dates are already up i forget what they are but they're early may this year instead of the end of april okay which is awesome for me because then i won't have my bear event the same weekend so oh, yeah. maybe we'll actually get to go out to la uh maybe the two of us and uh sean can go and actually do like a uh three-person reporting coverage for it and uh and yeah and then to do uh drycon nyc next year they haven't announced any dates or anything, but I can't see with the response to the convention this year, I can't see it not happening again next year. If they can make money, they probably will. Well, the funny part was um, basically it was just one giant LGBT fest in the Javits because half of it was DragCon and the other half was the New York LGBT Expo. Oh, happening the same time oh that's cool so i guess on the other side of it was so one one half of the javits oh. was the lgbt expo one half was drag oh, i wonder what that was like so because i got off i got off the uh the train at penn station and i'm i'm walking through penn station i look up and it's like lgbt expo september 9th and 10th and i was like yeah it's called drag con 
And then I, I realized, no, there actually was another LGBT expo. Hmm. I wonder, uh, yeah, it's interesting that they'd be the same weekend. Like, then they wouldn't, they wouldn't even, like, partner. Anyway, maybe next year. So, uh, if you plan to go to either DragCon, let us know, of course. We'd love to see you out there. Uh, I know Ron would love to see us come out to L.A. I think he's in that neck of the woods. Uh, for who sure. will uh, evidently be seeing him in New York for our live show on October 3rd. That is the week of New York Comic Con at Rock Bar, which is down in the village on Christopher Street. 8 o'clock till about 10 o'clock. And then I guess there's an American issue. Yeah. There's an American. Well, it'll be a hard cut at 10 because it's an American horror story yeah. uh, viewing party. So if you like that show, you want to come watch that. Uh, and Pat and I will be there. We got some friends coming out. We have no uh, guests we can really announce yet, but in uh, the we'll be doing that soon. Very, We're... very, very immediate future. You're going to see some announcements. Yes. Um, uh, but it's going to be the same form we did last year. It's going to be a trivia game show style. If you if you may watch or listen to, and maybe watch, ask me another uh, that kind of thing. Uh, it's close. Pretty much the same idea. But we will be involving the audience perhaps a bit more. So anyone who shows up might get to be a part of the show and win some prizes. So please come out and check it out. Again, it's totally free, and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and Otherwise, if you do like uh, want to see some of the pictures like we talked about, flameonshow.com. Go down to the very bottom. There's a bunch of chicklets. You can go to our Facebook page, Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter. Yep, everything was posted to Instagram, stuff. and it, it fed to... All but one picture fed to our our Facebook page because sometimes Instagram is funky and doesn't like to push to uh, your your fan page. So one of the pictures of my two new friends who are rocking some really awesome uh, fan holsters. They went to a pirate costuming website and literally it's listed on this pirate website, pirate costume website as fan holster. I feel like I need to do that before my upcoming uh thing you should although you should yeah but it's a little like it's a little gun holster but it's meant for a fan i, I, I really love that I, yeah. yeah we'll have to talk about that um but and yeah you can see my really really pretty artsy picture of my ice cream cone from the big a <laughs> ice cream shop that was my favorite like seriously the prettiest fucking picture hashtag unintentional depth of field oh it was so pretty so pretty and that was right before i turned around and saw the the, the lights for the towers and felt like I got kicked in the gut because oh. then it was the night of September 10th and I'm in Manhattan basically, you know, right down the street from uh, uh, Ground Zero. So it was it was just a whole mix of emotions and then I was right at Stonewall. I got a great got some great pictures uh, of me and the, the neon sign outside and it was really cool. But anywho, that's enough talking from me. If you are, if you're enjoying our content, you enjoy the Nerdy Show content, uh, feel free to go to the Patreon site and become a Patreon subscriber. Uh, you can even earmark some of the money that you contribute to go right to our show. And it does. Oh, my God. It's We're, really great. Y'all are going to go have some delicious brunch on some uh, some Nerdy Show money. Maybe. You oh, can- yeah, maybe. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I'll put it this way. It's paid for uh, equipment and it's paid partially for, uh, in some ways, your your trip. And, and, and it, 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 it's the gift that keeps on giving. And we really do appreciate it. If we, we sound better, it's because of your Patreon Yeah, money. honestly, we got these great pop filters now. Uh, no, we really do we appreciate fancy. it. Um, we, we trust me when I say we don't make money off this, <laughs> but it does make the job a little easier and a little more fun. So that's great. Yes. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next time with oh, a so, full. So, so it's patreon.com oh, forward slash nerdy show. We didn't give the Oops, URL. Sorry, skip Page, ahead. Patreon.com forward slash nerdy show. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next time with a full cash recording or as many of the homos as we can gather. 
Um, Maybe a straight person. Possibly. And on uh, that note, see you next time. Later. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdyshow, you can fund the whole Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.